for all of us in the room, love has different connotations and, and different meanings to it. Some of you in the room, when you hear the word love, you have a bad memory of a high school breakup or a middle school breakup or a college breakup because some guy or some girl said, I love you, and, and, uh, and then they broke your heart. I thought you loved me, you know, and, and, uh, and so you, you just realize you were kind of the flavor of the week, you know, kind of deal, and uh, he said he loved somebody last week, and you were, you know, that week, and then there's another one coming, and so when you hear that word love, it kind of rubs you wrong. In fact, I, I found a very short it's a very short poem. Uh, as I was thinking about you, those of you that uh, connotate love with that kind of a thing, it says, I thought that I could love no other until, that is, I met your brother. Kind, intelligent, loving, and hot. This describes everything you are not. I see your face when I am dreaming. That's why I always wake up screaming. See, the word love is, it's a word that's overused, it's a word that's abused, it's a word that has a lot of different meaning to it. The word love can mean lustful, it can mean attraction, it can mean like, it can mean admire, and uh, unfortunately, our society even attaches the word love so loosely that we say we love inanimate objects, like I love cheese, true story, and, and uh, my wife loves chocolate, okay? That's a very true story, okay? And if you don't believe that you can really say you love anything, here's the issue with the word love in the text, in the context that it's used in our society. The, con- the problem with the word love as it's used in our society is usually that word is wrapped up in ourself, actually. Because when we say, much of the time when we say, I love that guy, or I love that gal, and that's a, such a good friend. I love them. Or even in a, you know, a boyfriend-girlfriend type way, you know, a dating way, like, I love you. Most of the time, when human beings say that word, what they mean is, I love you because of the way you make me feel. And so the issue with that is, it's all turned around, isn't it? And so when we say, I love you, that means I love what you do for me. I love the way that you make me feel. I love the things that you, uh, that you add to my life, the value that you add to my life. And, and, and it's, it's a twisted way of using the word love because it comes back to us. And the, the Bible doesn't describe that kind of love. That's not the kind of love uh, that, that Jesus wants. And there's a few different words that the Bible uses for the word love. I thought we'd take a really quick glance at those. The, the first kind of, of love that the Bible talks about is a word called eros love. It's the word where we get erotic from, and it's uh, eros love is kind of, it's a sexual kind of love, you know, that's, a, that's a, a love. And the Bible actually does talk about that in different parts of the Bible about eros love. And, and then there's a second word for love. It's called phileo love. Phileo love is based on common interest. It's, it's you like the same things that I like, so I love you, and, I, and really because I love the common interest that we have. So I'm a fantasy football player. It's one of my hobbies, and so uh, I love fantasy football, and I love people who play in the fantasy football league with me. And that, that's not a deep kind of love. It's a friendship love. It's, it's kind of a, you, you have the same interest that I have. You love video games. I love video games. Let's love them together. You know, you love the Saints. I love the Saints. Let's love them together. You know, you love the Falcons. Nobody loves the Falcons. Please leave our church. Just kidding. Uh, it, it's this love that's based on common 
interest, if you will. And, and that's, that's a deeper love than Eros love. But then there's a third love, and this is actually the love that Jesus is speaking about most of the time when he uses the word love. That third kind of love is called agape love. And agape love is an unconditional, self-sacrificing It's not because of what you can do for me. I may never get anything in return for this. It has nothing to do with whether or not I accept everything that you believe or I approve of everything that you do. That doesn't matter. It's unconditional. There's nothing you could do to make me love you any less. And that's a really difficult kind of love. But how many of you are glad that's the kind of love God has for us? It's unconditional. There's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you any less than he loves you. He loves you as much as he could ever love you, and and that's the kind of love that God wants all of us to shoot for is this agape, unconditional, not self-serving, not for what you can do for me, but for what I can do for you. My love for you is unconditional. And Jesus one day is walking along, and he's preaching and teaching, and he had this great ability to draw crowds. And, uh, and I think it's amazing because Jesus, you know, there were no microphones back in that time. There was no slides, you know, PowerPoint happening on TVs. There was no, you know, Jesus literally could, could walk alongside a mountainside and literally just draw hundreds of people. And so, you know, the movies, many of the movies that they paint Jesus to be like this, like, you know, kind of guy that you, you know, a little bit boring, a little bit, you know, like, hello, I'm Jesus, you know, kind of thing. Listen, I think Jesus was funny. I think Jesus was the greatest communicator ever. And so one day, this crowd is gathered around him, and part of the people that are in that crowd are these teachers of the law. And they were trying to catch him doing something, and and they were asking him questions to try to stump him, if you will. Their goal was not to learn. Their goal was actually to try to catch Jesus doing something wrong and to stump him in one of their questions. And one of the experts of the law, meaning somebody that really understood the law, I don't have time to go into the definition of what the law is. It was just a very religious way of trying to connect with God. And, and, and so he, he asked Jesus this question. He said, you know, Jesus, you know, which of the commandments is the greatest? And, and Jesus answered the, the, the text that we just read. He said, well, that's easy. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The whole commandments hang on these two things. In other words, let me make it real simple for you. Jesus said, all the commandments hang on this. Love God, love people. Love God, love people. And and really, it's interesting that he tied those two things together because I think the best outlet for our love for God, the best way to express that is actually how we love people. And so, in other words, when we look at somebody and we say, I don't know if I want to love them, here's actually, as Christ followers, what we're saying. We're saying, I don't love you enough, God, to love them. Or, flip it, I love you, God, and so even though I may not naturally, in my own strength, be able to do this, I love you enough to love them. Hello? And that kind of love will cause you to walk across the aisle. That, that kind of love will cause you to love people that you don't, don't understand everything that they're going through. That kind of love will cause you to want to understand other people's pain. Hello? 
and what other people are struggling with, what other people are wrestling with. God, I love you, so I'm going to love them with agape love. Or God, I don't love you enough to love them in the way that you love them. I want you, just for the premise of this message, I, I, I want to just say something to you, and it's from a song some of you may know, and yes, I stole it from that song, but I just think it's a great phrase that I want you to get as, as we uh, leave this place, and that is this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Love is a verb. It's a verb. Yep, those are the, the laugher, the people that know the song, okay? Love is a verb, but I think it's true. I, I think love is active. It's, it's not just in words. It's in actions, right? It, there's, love is moving. It's forward motion. It's I love you, which means I'm going to act that way. There was a, a person uh, that said, your actions are speaking so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Isn't that interesting? Your actions are speaking so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. How many of you are married? Raise your hands if you're married. Okay, how many of you aren't married but want to be married someday? Okay, that's good. I just wanted you all to know each other. Just look around the room, okay? So if you're married, you know this. Like, I can say I love Christy all day. I can say I love you, sweetie. You're the greatest. I love you so much. But eventually, you know what she wants me to do? She wants me to change the baby's diaper. That, that's, that's love, okay? I feel convicted as I'm saying that right now. I feel something. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I, it's easy for us sometimes to say I love you, but then not show the love. Love is a verb. It's, it's active. It's moving. It's, it's got to be that way. And there's, a, there's two concepts that I want us to walk away with uh, uh, from, from this whole love thing. The first one, and write this down, is your love must cost you something. It's got to cost you something. It's got to cost you something. I remember when... I fell in love and chose to love the woman that God placed in my life. Some of you say, how do you know if it's the right one? And, you know, my dad always said, if, if uh, you know it's the right one when you don't have to ask if it's the right one. And, and so I knew, I knew when, when Christy and I started hanging out, and, uh, and it wasn't as easy as you may think, as great as I am, and as wonderful and good-looking and, you know, charming as I am, uh, I had to win her. Okay, and uh, and and I remember how much I loved her. You want to know how much I loved her? I loved her enough. I'm not going to give you the price, but I loved her enough to sacrifice a lot of money, especially at 25 years old, to buy a ring that said "I love you." Okay, it, it was active. It, it it had to cost me something. Hello, it, it had to cost me a lot. It, it, in other words, my and my father-in-law always said. Big ring, big faith. Little ring, little faith. Let me change that to big ring, big love, okay? It's, it had to cost me something. I had to show her I'm going to sacrifice for you. This is the beginning of years of sacrifice for you. And if, you can, if we can go into marriage, I'm not preaching on marriage today, but if we can all walk into marriage understanding that the goal is not to get that person to help you and fulfill you and to love you, that's between them and God. Between you and God is how you love them. So when you have those, man, I thought that was really good. I thought y'all, anyway, let's move on. Uh, so the, the goal is I am going to love you. I'm going to sacrifice. I know it costs me something. First John 3.16 says this, 
This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Jesus is the model. He's the one that exemplified this for us. He, he's the one, and I don't have time to go into the details of his death. I'll just tell you it was the most gruesome, horrifying, tragedy, tragic death that you could ever imagine. It was horrible. And Jesus loved us enough to cost him his life. Hello? And so that's the, that's the love that we've got to have. It's got to cost you something. Love is this. Love is asking you to give your hard-earned dollars toward backpacks full of school supplies for kids when your budget can't really afford it this month. Hello? Love is asking you to give towards our Kingdom Builders Project to propel the gospel locally, globally, and in, the, in future expansion of our church. That's love. Love is you making food for your small group every week and, and, and wondering, is there anybody else that knows how to cook? Because it sure seems like I'm the only one cooking for my small group. Love is hosting that small group and allowing people to invade your private, the private space of your home. Love is going to somebody's mom's funeral that you've never met the lady before, but they're in your small group and you love them enough to walk with them through the pain. Hello? Love is costing you something. It's got to cost you something. So here's the greatest thing that you could ask your, yourself, Okay? The, the greatest thing you could ask yourself is I want you to do a self-evaluation this morning of what is the hardest for you to give up? What's the hardest for you to give up? Some of you, when I say, listen, love's going to cost you some, some dollars, you have no problem with that. Yep, love that. Okay, write the check. Great. Love the, you know, I love the Kingdom Builder stuff, Pastor. That's awesome. I'm all in. Okay? But if I ask you for your time, whoa, hey, that's a different story. I, we don't have time. There's, our time is valuable. You know, we've got stuff going on. We're busy. We're very important, Pastor. I don't know if you realize that, but, you know, and, and so that means that that's the self-evaluation for you that, that that is the hardest place for you to love is the giving of your time. So some of you, it is the dollars. You'll give your time all day, okay? You, you'll volunteer every week at church, okay? But don't ask me to tithe. Don't ask me to give to kingdom builders, okay? That, that's the, the evaluation tool for you. That's when love gets difficult for you. For some of you that are introverted, okay, uh, asking you to be in a small group, which is like, what? You want, here's what you want, here, pastor, here, here's what you're saying you want. You want me to sit in a circle in somebody's house that I barely know, share the deepest parts of my life and my feelings. All the men are like, please talk, keep talking, pastor. You want me to share my feelings and talk about the struggles of my life and the deepest parts of my life and our marriage or whatever's happening in my life. And you, I go, listen, my idea of a good time pastor is me by myself in a room with a good book. That is a party for me. Okay? Party. Me and the book, that makes a party. So you're an extreme introvert. You know what love is for you and what costs you the most is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean in, even though I'm an introvert, extreme introvert. I'm going to lean in, even though this is hard for me, okay? Some of you that are extroverts, okay, because you thought I was going to leave you out of this, you know what's hard for you? Here's what's hard for you, to shut up and listen to the introvert that's just trying to talk, okay, that isn't ever going to talk because you don't ever give them time to talk in group, okay, because you, you dominate the entire time. 
So that's, that's what you've got to do. You've got to lean in on that. And listen, I'm not mad at you. I'm talking to myself, okay? You've got you've to lean in on love. Whatever costs you the most is the where you need to lean in the furthest. Whatever's the hardest for you is where you need to lean in the most. It's got to cost you something. Some of you go, man, you mentioned small, you're mentioning small groups a lot this morning, Pastor. You really are. Yep, that's very intentional. Do you know why? It's very difficult to love someone well from a distance. It's very, it's easy to Sunday morning, barely know people, walk in here, love you, love you too. See you next Sunday, same time, same place. But you don't know me. You don't know what's going on with me. You don't know the struggle. You don't know the story. We had it on-ramping for our new members uh, yesterday, and we had a time that we life mapped out our lives, and, and, and I got to know people in a, in a way, and a couple people that have been here at our church for quite a while, and I went, I never knew that about you. That's amazing, and I heard the pain parts of their story and the good parts of their story. You know what? The love is easier when you get up close and personal. Hello? And so if you can figure out a better way to do that than small groups, come talk to me. I'm, I'm wide open, but we haven't figured that out yet. So small groups are our way to get connected and to not love people from a distance, but to love them up close. Number two, number two, as, the, as uh, Christy comes, your capacity to love can grow. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Your capacity to love can grow. The Bible says this, now about brotherly love, We do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia, yet we urge you, brothers, to do so more and more. This is a concept that's really incredible and gives me hope. Here's the concept. The concept is the way that I love can grow. It can be developed. In other words, I can love people better a year from now than I love right now. In five years from now, I'm going to love people in a whole different way. And the things that are hard for me, the things that I feel like are so much sacrifice for me, whatever that is for you, the things for me that I go, that's so hard and I know I should and I got to love well and I, I, I know I should do that, but it's, it feels like so hard, so sacrificial. Hopefully a year from now I can look back and that doesn't even hurt at all. I go, man, what was that? What was I worried about back there? This is easy. Okay? And, and then five years from now, I'm loving even better. And the goal is, as I grow older, not only in my age, but in my faith, I don't just grow wiser, I grow more loving. Right? I want to be the most loving 80-year-old man walking around on a cane. I have no doubt if I live that long, it will happen. I want to be the greatest, most loving 80-year-old man because why? Here's what happens. When you love Jesus and you walk with Jesus, he teaches you how to do this. He teaches you how to do this. I can't do it on my own. Oh, my word. I'm not loving. I'm not even kind most of the time. I can't love well on my own. I need Jesus to go, hey, you need to ask that person for forgiveness. You, you didn't treat them very well in that situation. and, and or, or you need to forgive them. Okay, you, you need to forgive uh, that person. I need Jesus to go, hey, and speak to me and go, you need to help. That's a need you need to help with. And, and as I close, I want to close with this 
illustration this morning. Uh, the Bible says this. The Bible says that in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. What does Paul mean, the, the Apostle Paul or St. Paul mean when he says carry each other's burdens, and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ? Well, here's what he's saying. When you see somebody going through something and it's weighing them down, they're carrying a burden. Your goal is never to add to the weight of that burden. It's never to make that burden heavier. Your goal is I'm going to understand what people are going through and I'm going to make it lighter. I'm going to figure out a way to make that burden lighter. I'm going to I'm going to help take some of the weight off of their back that they have on and I'm going to carry some of it with them. Now here's the issue with uh, with the, the modern church, okay? Here, here's the issue. Here's what we think a relationship with God is supposed to look like, okay? What we think a relationship with God is supposed to look like, and I'm going to ask my friends to come on up here on stage and help me out here. We think that a relationship with God is supposed to look like this, okay? Now, I've got a shirt on underneath this. Don't get freak out, okay? Here's what we think. We think, you know what? Here's the goal of my relationship with God. The goal of my relationship with God is that I'm going to get clean, okay? I'm going to, white shirt, okay, represent purity. And so I want, I'm going to clean up my act. I'm going to look good. I'm going to be pristine. Everybody's going to know I'm a Christian and, and I got stuff going on and I stopped doing all that stuff that I was doing and God's really helping me. And man, I'm just all cleaned up. I look, I look great. And so you go, okay, I've arrived in my Christian walk. And that is not what God has called us to at all. Let me tell you what God has called us to. Here's, here's what it looks like. Hey, I'm doing pretty good right now. I, I, I don't have a lot of issues happening. I got joy in my life, okay? The finances are, are looking good. Everything's kind of going well for me. But I'm all of a sudden, I see somebody in need, and I go, hey, man, you're, you're, a, you're going through it right now, man. I know that you're going through some some darkness right now and you've, you've faced some loss and some depression and you've got some stuff happening I'm actually okay right now I'm doing pretty good I've got joy in my life right now Jesus has really helped me uh, during this time but here's the deal I I, uh, I don't want you to go through that alone and I'm a Christ follower and God's taught me to love and so man just come here man just come here I, I love you man I just want you to know this is us it's not you walking through this it's us walking through this you're not alone you will never be alone we're walking through this together that was weird uh, and, and so you go, oh, and then you go to work on Monday and, and, and people go, hey, something's changing about you, man. You look different than you used to. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm just going to Saints Community Church. And, and uh, you know, I think God's just teaching me how to love people. He's just teaching me how to walk with people through pain and, and, and be there for them. And, and, and then you, you go to your small group, you know, and you go, hey, I just heard you lost your job. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I've got my job going on. But, man, I just want you to know, you, 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 even though you've lost your job, in fact, you know what? I, I, I'm going to get to you in just a second, okay? Because I got something different for you. And you go, I've, you've lost your job. Okay, and I, I know you're hurting and you're going through it. And I just want you to know, uh, my wife and I are going to do everything we can to help you. And, and we're going to rally the small group together to make sure that you, you can pay the mortgage, you can pay the electric bill that you got. We're, we're going to rally together. We want to help take care of you. Even though I'm not going through this, it's not just you. This is us, man. This is us. I'm, you're, you're not alone. Come on, I want you to know you're not going to walk through this alone. We've got your back, okay? I'm a Christ follower. I am going to lift the burden. I'm going to help what, not, not let you be weighed down. I want you to know however long it takes, we're behind you. We are with you. We're walking with you, okay? Now watch this one, okay? And this is where it gets real personal. 
And it may offend somebody, but I don't care. Okay, watch this. Okay? We're not the same skin color. But I want you to know something. You don't feel safe? I don't feel safe. You're going through struggle because of your background and your race and your skin color. Guess what? I don't know what that feels like. I don't have any idea what that feels like. But here's what I want you to know. You're not going through it alone, man. You're not going through it alone. Okay? Okay? We're not the same skin color, but but we got something that gives us even more in common. That is the blood of Jesus, and we are going to be close, and I love you, and when you feel pain, I feel pain. When you feel don't feel safe, I don't feel safe, and I've got your back, man. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Can I just tell you the people that God uses the most look pretty messy because they're in the mud with people man they're walking through pain they're walking through circumstances they're walking through tragedy they're walking through hard times and this is the kind of community we will be I promise you these are the kind of small groups we will have every head bowed every eye closed all across this room